0: I don't want to close my eyes, I don't want to fall asleep, cause I miss you baby, and I don't want to miss a thing, cause even when I dream of you, the sweetest dream would never do, I'd still miss you baby, and I don't want to miss a thing, I don't want to miss one smile, I don't want to miss one kiss. I just wanna stay with you right here with you <laughs> I just wanna hold you close I feel warm next to mine until the end of time Welcome to Pandora's Box. That was Gregorio Allegri, the piece of music, Miserere. We were just talking about how crazy it is that um, back in the day, um, girls weren't allowed on choirs, so it would be like full full male choirs, Mm. and the fact that there were actually boys, like males, that can hit those high notes. I mean, obviously they were like little boys, but even so, like... I think about like say like a, i try and think of like a, a male vocalist with like an insanely good range i mean insane and like f- to me the first person that comes to my head is like jeff buckley mm. Mm. like all of his songs like you know his version of hallelujah and stuff like that like mm. his his range and his sustain with his vocals are just like insane mm. but like even that that's like that's like two or three levels beyond jeff mm. isn't it yeah, mm. but-
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that bit was like, higher. Yeah. But, oh yeah, like a couple of a couple. octaves higher, man. Like a couple of <laughs> octaves higher, like that's insane, man. That's insane. But yeah, we were saying as well, um, for people that know out there. So yeah, not only did um, the, did choirs have to be all male back um, at least in 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 England, I, I imagine in in most European countries yeah. and stuff. Like back in back yeah. in medieval times and stuff. But um, also if a boy showed like enough propensity, if a boy was a good enough vocalist, basically um. Before he hit puberty, that then they would castrate him. Because obviously once you hit puberty as a as a boy, once your once your balls drop essentially, you're never gonna yeah, once your notes. voice has changed, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you know, you can't get you can't drops and arms. You can't suddenly go back to being like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse again or whatever. Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> unless you have unless like, you're like me and you
1: can stay like it. Yeah, unless you have like helium or something <laughs> handy. <laughs>
0: So um yeah they would just cat straight these boys so it was almost like their life job would just be to sing mm, like yeah. to sing those those super super high I notes. I still
2: find it so hard to think that you' you know even if they did that that your voice wouldn't change when you got older yeah you I know, know what I mean, mean? Like, I imagine it's just the yeah. development of your throat and your th- vocal cords and stuff like you would grow wouldn't you you're like well, well, I'm you, guessing you say that I'm but guessing th-
3: there's events that could happen like in your life that would change it. Mm. but i guess if you uh, but i think as well it's not just your voice not it's,
0: it's not just your voice that wouldn't would change well wouldn't change as a result of you having being chemistry to think you, yeah. you you wouldn't you're you're you you would not get as much muscle mass like the mm. reason why men mm. are bigger than women on in, ge- in general 99 percent of the time yeah yeah that's why we're taller than them that's why we're hairier than them mm. that's why we're physically stronger on the whole on the whole so um,
2: testosterone only comes from your bowels
0: yeah, your yes, your balls produce testosterone. Oh, mm. that's the place where it's, it's well, <laughs> that's the place to be. <laughs> that's place that's to, the place. Oh, that's the place.
2: <laughs> I thought you could produce testosterone not only in your balls. I thought it was just a, a chemical thing of your body. No, um, well, I
0: think well, yeah, but I like, think every every say like organ, right, is responsible for something. Your mm. balls are responsible for testosterone mm. production. You know, and taurine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because no, remember, everyone used to say back in school, didn't they? They'd be like, "Red Bull's got bull sperm in it." Yeah, it's taurine. Yeah, so taurine um, in sperm—that taur- you can find taurine in sperm, but you don't get taurine from sperm. So there mm, wasn't bull right. sperm in in Red Bull. But it's one of those weird things, isn't it? I can say, so remember, like being in like Haygrave, <laughs> in like year seven, year eight, and like everyone that I'd drink bull, like you're drinking bull sperm. Uh, yeah. it's just one of those like weird things that we used to say, isn't it? I didn't even know that. Did you know? that no, that must have been like a ver- that must have been before your time. Yeah. But obviously yeah. people would stop saying that by the time you came up. Yeah. Probably realised how <laughs> r- ridiculous it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Another thing yeah. I remember almost a bit like that is like if you'd wear like gap clothing, I remember that people used to say gay and proud.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I remember that. <laughs> Just one of those like weird things, isn't it? Like yeah. people would say.
3: Yeah.
0: But yeah, you are listening to Pandora's box and that's made radio. I'm your host as always. It hey, was I a penny. On the right of me, we have, usually, (laughs) Mr. Drewbag's on the right of me, but today, Young
3: Bullwinkle is. That's right. I was going, Young Bullwinkle. It's good. Yeah? I'm good. It's hot. You happy? I'm hot. I'm ready. (laughs) It's hot. I'm hot.
2: (laughs) 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 Want to give yourself a name today? I'm hot.
3: What should I be? I'm going to be Hand. Hand? Hand. The the Hand
0: of God. That's what you be my pose. Hand. The Hand of God. The Hand of God. God. And to the left of me, we have Mr. Drusif von Skrandenderg. Um, do you want to give yourself a name,
2: today? Yeah, I want to be Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Oh, yes. Bulbasaur! You've got a green top straight, on. Straight up, straight out Pokemon oh, okay. today.
0: Yeah, you've got a green top on, so um, mm. you know, nice and fitting. Nicely. I like it, man. Hope everyone out there is uh, that's listening is having a, a beautiful day. Whatever you're doing, as always, we have a plethora oh, yes. of interesting facts. I love facts. that word. Plethora. I know mm. it's a good one, isn't it? It's a good one. It
2: remind it, it reminds you of like plateau. It's like you're going mm. up a plateau. <laughs> A plethora.
1: I mean,
0: yeah, completely different meanings. Yeah yeah
2: yeah, 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 It just reminds me of that word, and I like that word. As yeah, well. like I think, I think um,
0: <laughs> one. I really, I think it's it's bad that we overly limit our language. Mm. Like English, off the top of my head, if I'm if I'm right in remembering this, I think English has got the most words of any language. On the planet, really? I think so. What, English, yeah. I'm sure. Do you want to check that? Just because I don't do you know you know do want to do that? cool. give anybody out there false information, yeah. But I want to say I've heard that before. That's I, cool. And that's I true. and I think it's because one of the reasons that's for is because our language is basically an amalgamation of about four languages. Mm. So in mm. the
2: dictionary, yeah. yeah so English, one hundred seventy-one thousand four hundred seventy-six words, and in the Russian uh, dictionary. So is that the second? Uh, so most. first is uh, it, English has come up as first, yeah, yeah. and Russian is second with one hundred and fifty thousand. Right. Spanish, I, I don't know if it is in in order actually. It's yeah, just yeah, saying, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and then Spanish is ninety three thousand. Mm. Chinese eighty five thousand five hundred. So one hundred seventy one thousand four hundred seventy six. Yep. In, but I've also um, heard. Have you have you heard before about like. Um, the, the words we actually use in normal day-to-day life so like you're saying like sometimes we seem limited by by uh by yeah, we're we, we, we not saying it, the same old words yeah mm. and it is it's like it's, it's like it's like 300 words or something on average yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that someone actually uses on a consistent basis yeah. and um in a i saw i read something about a paper and it was something like that there was like i think 500 words or something mm. in this paper mm. but there's 171,476 in the yeah, dictionary.
0: The way I always think about it is I think, um, you know, it's too tempting just to use the same old words. So instead of mm. saying plethora, I could say we're going to talk about many different subjects that would yeah, pretty much mean the yeah, same yeah. thing. But what sounds better? Many mm. or plethora? Mm. And the thing is, it's like there's no reason why you would say many over plethora. I mean, it's no. like it's, it's there to be said. It's in our vocabulary. So why not say it? I wish you know? I knew more words. You know? I
3: feel like whenever I stutter on my words, it's because I can't think of the word that yeah. I'm trying to put out yeah. to like really encapsulate what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: I think some words as well. And like, yeah, plethora is one of these. It's like some words are really fun to say. Like yeah. they sound good. And if yeah. if they're, if they're mm. in our vocabulary, if they're in our dictionary, then then say them. You know, mm. like find you know look through a dictionary or, or, or something and or read one of the best things to do is just to like read books read mm. read like and I mean like good books you know like maybe like um, a good way of doing this would be to like read things like Shakespeare and stuff yeah because yeah, obviously yeah. a lot of words that the you know origins. are still are still used today but were more um, like fashionable. To say back or more like commonly said back in those yeah. days. And then you learn words. And they, at first you might listen to a word and you're like, I don't even know what that means, but then you can mm. look it up quickly, a quick Google search. Oh, that means that. Yeah. You know, and then just just use that, you know? Yeah, man. Rather than using the same words Get over and over theosaurus again. Theosaurus out. Yeah, thesaurus. Yeah. Mm. Theosaurus. <laughs> theosaurus. I always called it Theosaurus. Theodorus. Theosaurus. Theodorus. 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 Yeah. Use that old Theosaurus. theosaurus. Dinosaur. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Dinosaur out, right, mate. Oh. <laughs> uh, for writing lyrics as well, uh, I've, I've been getting in the habit recently of trying to, I'm, I'm doing like every morning doing some lyrics mm. and just like trying to do it as like a habit thing, just get back into yeah, like writing I lyrics and stuff. Man. And um, I found this thing on the internet, like a right. it's called like rhyme zone or something. Yeah, it's like when you When the you're the trying one. to think of, li- like I've, I've never used that before, but yeah. it was really good because it would give you like two syllable words, three syllable words, four, five, six, wow, seven, up to eight wow. syllable words, like, or, or a bunch of words that, yeah. that would rhyme with whatever you put in and mm. it's like yeah so it's, it's almost people, like people
3: get accused of using rhyme zone all the time if you like listen to like a verse yeah and, and they're just using rhymes but no one can really understand what the word is because no one knows what the word is but uh, it rhymes people okay. be like yeah he's using rhyme zone <laughs> I don't know I,
0: at the same time like I do think that's unfair because just because say like an artist would know what a word meant like if you don't know what that means doesn't mean they're cheating. that's that's not <coughs> a representation that doesn't reflect it that doesn't yeah, doesn't reflect mm. negatively in my opinion on the artist mm. that just shows to me that they're expanding their vocabulary
2: yeah mm. mm. in whatever like, way like
0: you should know what that word is if you don't know what it is maybe yeah. you should find out what that word yeah, is yeah, so yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah. you know because as i said if it's in a dictionary like you know know what it means yes yeah, fair game it's fair game yeah <laughs> that's right it's fair game have you what? What would you say? Are like uh, uh, to be honest, this is going to be impossible to say because I can't even answer this, and I'm, I'm going to be the one that ans- asks the question. But what would you say are some of like your favourite just like words in terms of like things that sound really satisfying? The Ooh. same way that plethora sounds very satisfying. I'd say
2: erogenous. Oh yeah, erogenous Orrogenous. is a good mm. one. Erogenous.
0: That is yeah. quite a good one. Mm.
3: Yeah. What would I say? Ah, oh, I don't know. I do like the word encapsulate. I used it a minute ago, but I felt like encapsulate it, it rolls it, off the tongue. Is it encapsulate words. or encapsulate? Yeah. Encapsulate. Encapsulate. Encapsulate.
2: Intrinsic, mm. the intrinsic value.
3: I used to like the word mystical. Oh, I yeah, like, that's, a, I yeah, like, that's a good
2: idea. Like like yeah.
0: yeah,
3: mystical bars of solitude. Yeah. Mm. Nuanced. I think oh, that's, a nuanced. Nuanced. Mm. that's a good word.
0: Nuanced. The answer to that, of course, is nuanced. You know, like is like that's a good word. And the thing is, I think nuanced. It's like um, like most things in life are nuanced mm. but i think that we don't realize that they are especially when we're, we're kids we don't so i think to understand that word is almost like a good way of developing yourself as you get older as mm. an adult do you know what i mean Does it is it because you think like,
2: many levels but, but it means
0: it's like you know like people want a clear answer why do you get heart disease mm. the answer to that is nuanced mm. you know what i mean it's not because mm. one reason most people they, people mm. we're very simple beings we want mm. one reason mm. how do you get strong How do you get good at an instrument? Mm. Why do you get cancer? It's like... Mm. It's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, the answer yeah. to that is nuanced. <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. You know?
2: And for, for me, it, like it, I don't know if this is right. I've got the yeah. wrong understanding of it. Yeah, it's like that. There, there can. Oh, is it because it's subtle nuances that, like, you know, when there's like there's subtle. It could nu- be that, subtle. That, you it know, when that, that's that's where I've probably mostly used the word where mm. there's like it's, say you're describing music on, and so and there's like oh, there's subtle nuances of of like mm. you know of different styles of music and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it. But yeah, there, I suppose there. Could it could be, be
0: like the lot it's um, Um, It could be, uh, it's one of those words, you could explain it in several different ways. It's like, it has, there's lots of, there's lots of ways
1: Mm, to uh, use it.
0: (laughs) No, I was going to say, there's like um, a nuance, so like, there's not like a, a definite like a definite answer for it you know so like if something's like a, a nuanced it's like it's for many reasons yeah if or if, it, yeah, or if yeah, like yeah. A music had like nuanced differences yeah it would be lots of yeah like subtle differences yeah within yeah. the music that would make that sound the way it does yeah, yeah, I I it, like, yeah. But as I said it is one of those words that I find it's quite hard to explain mm. off the top of your head but then yeah you know um, I mean t- t- type in you know Google it um, um, definition of
3: the word nuance or nuance. Why are you getting that up? I yeah. was going to say on the flip side, probably just as a question. Yeah. What are the worst words? What are the words that you say saying? And you're
1: like, oh. Um,
2: uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah. So nuance, a subtle difference um, in a shade of in a sh- in in a sh- in or shade of meaning, expression, or sound.
0: Yeah, but even that, it's quite complicated, isn't it? Mm, Do you know what I mean? I think it's like mm, to get your head around that,
2: you know. Yeah. He had. he was familiar with the nuances of the local dialect. Yes, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 ones you don't like well, there's a C word, that's not a very nice words to just yeah, say. Yeah, I think like not necessarily
0: mm. like swear words. Ah. I think you know, words that for some reason you think don't sound nice. Yeah, like just, yeah, just yeah, yeah.
3: or um people use like squelch.
0: Or
2: something
3: like that. I quite like that. Squelch.
0: Is it, what's, squelch. It, what,
2: what, what's that? Is squelch. it called onomatopoeic when yes. it sounds like the yeah, word? It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. bang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Pel. squelch is quite Whack. a word like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Squelch. squelch.
1: Squelch. Yeah, moist. I like that. Like <laughs> moist like if you, like is another one that people don't like. Yeah, moist. people uh, hate that word, don't they? Moist. Yeah,
0: people hate that word. I love that word. It just does sound a bit weird, doesn't it? Like Moist. Yeah. Sounds a little bit moist. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I can't really think of many words, I don't. Uh, I don't like the
3: word philosophical. Why do you
2: not? Well, I, I, do I always I.
3: get it wrong. I, I can't believe I said it correctly then. Oh,
2: but just because you don't get it right, you don't yeah, like actual like Yeah, it doesn't like flow it out nicely. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's quite but when, when it does it, right, it sounds nice. Yeah, when
3: you get it right, it does sound nice, mm. but I feel like it doesn't flow as nicely as I would like it to. I think French I think way. the
0: thing is though, that could be a personal thing because I think we all have certain words that for some reason trip us up. True. But I think that tends True. to be there are definitely words that we I think in general obviously are harder to say than others but I think also it's like a personal thing. Yeah. There might be words that I find hard to say which for some reason you two could find easy to say. Mm. You know. Mm. I don't yeah yeah I think but I think um, I think in general I think with with um with like language whether you're like writing or speaking I think I think you want to get that balance between variety and making your in- your words sound interesting because mm. at the end of the day if you want people to like listen to you or read what you're writing you want it to sound interesting. Definitely. So you want to do that but one thing my mum always told me so my mum's um like she she edits um, like she she edits like stories for people essentially. So like so people send her like books and stuff that they've written, and my mum edits them. That's like mm. one thing that my mum does. And she's also like a poet, um, she, and she's also written lots of stories herself. So she, in terms of like her her English language ability and her literacy, she is like th- like the most intelligent person I know. Right. Um, and one thing my mum always told me is you need to get a balance though, because what you don't want to do is end up making your writing or your speech overly complicated yes mm. so what yes. some people do is they might look through a dictionary in a thesaurus and they might find all these words and then and then they'll be like the um cyclopean monoliths of the ginormous thing mm. and, and it ends up it's like a paragraph and you're like that is so convoluted yeah yeah that's yeah. another one good word no, so <laughs> <convoluted>. <laughs> you mean, it's like yeah. that it's like the paragraph ends up so convoluted it's like what you're it's like
2: what you're trying to say? It's too mm. much. Yeah. You want
0: to get that balance between yeah, short, that. basic information, because otherwise, say if you're going to read a whole book, if yeah. every single freaking sentence was like, like that, a mind thing, yeah. you'd be like, "This is almost ridiculous." Yeah. And I yeah, know it's yeah, a yeah. little bit different. And it's, it's a bit like, pretentious as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, you're trying to make yourself sound smart in a very almost like silly way. Like yeah. you don't I used need to
3: get told to... off for that in school. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, I would, I would just try and sound too smart. when yeah. I was Like writing something. Yeah. And and did and then to.
0: yeah exactly yes the thing you don't need to like a lot like. And it's a bit like we've talked about this with music before. It's like making like an amazing composition or making an amazing um, like piece of literature. It's not necessarily impressive because of how complicated it is. It it can be, but also it's equally as impressive to make something amazing Mm. from Mm. making it nice and simple.
2: Yeah mm-hmm. like words can be like really like creative and beautiful but like mm. if you overdo it then and yeah. then it just gets lost in its in in its expression you know what i mean yeah. rather than just like what point you're trying to get yeah. across and like for i know for like marketing and stuff like that mm. i've like read articles about marketing and how to like f- just for work and stuff yeah. and like how to write emails and mm. things and mm. it is literally like like imagine that you're writing to an eight-year-old mm-hmm. um, yes. and and, yeah. uh, and put that out as your clear, audience, concise. clear concise short, and it'll keep Sincere. it'll keep people's like attention spans yeah. as well so anything for like any online stuff or just mm. like you know things like that. It's better to just keep it short. Yeah, and concise. yeah. But I, I, think, I think the perfect
3: way to like describe when you're overdoing it is the actual like term that people use, and that's just being wordy, mm. like being overly and, wordy. and two
2: long sentences. People put like a load yeah. of com- um, commas in a sentence and make like a sentence that should be three sentences into one massive long sentence and Mm. it's just you wouldn't speak like that in normal Mm. in normal day-to-day life so why write like it because people are going to read it as you speak you know Mm. i think that's mm. one of
0: the reasons that i really like writing is because when i i think i think i'm like it for several different reasons but like when i speak i do sometimes waffle Mm. and i think it's a it's because i get very enthusiastic sometimes about what i'm talking about be because I branch out a lot. So mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll start a conversation. I'll start on a, talk- then you a topic, and your mind will go this way, and, and then, then like- <laughs> I'll mention something while I'm on this thread. Which suddenly leads me off on a different yeah. and I'm like, Oh, and by the way, that, that person about in that. the story. Yeah. Just a just a quickly second. And then I'll be talking about that for ten minutes. And then it's like, if I don't remember to get back to my original point, I I'm it's not even gone. gonna come back to yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah, it's like and yeah, I, yeah. I can do that sometimes several times. Mm. So it's like one of the things I like about writing is it's like it's almost that like I can I feel like I can hone what's in my head. Exactly. Into this really nice, clear piece of writing, which is like so much more. Um, eloquent than anything that I could say oh, out loud word. that's another good, that's word, another, good yeah word, okay. it's so much more eloquent than anything I could say out loud mm. you know um, I, I like that because I can sit down and I can be patient with it and I can be like right what do I want to say whereas when I talk because it's so on the fly and also is probably another reason why I waffle a bit because I don't have much of a filter usually I'm like uh, the things have come out of my mouth like at literally the, the milliseconds mm. they're coming into my brain, mm. so there's not there's not any sort of time to refine what i saying. That's really good for like
2: communication as well, though, because like I struggle more. A lot of stuff is going on in mm. my brain, but to actually make that filter so clear that you can. Eloquently say words. Uh, oh no, I, Not would, all the time. I would say, man. Like when <laughs> yeah. you talk, yeah, it's just it's very fast and like is it like you say? Very if you're fast, passionate yeah. If you're passionate about something, just to be able to communicate it that quickly mm. and it come out like I find it quite hard to find the words sometimes. Right, so, right. so, so mm. I'll have the ideas and the thoughts and stuff, but like. To actually eloquently say it, I'm a mm. bit like, hey, uh, uh, and then I will start tripping over my words and that. So it's like, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe mm. uh, maybe it's like a case of that like grass is greener on the other side mentality, which I think we're all guilty of sometimes. Mm. But for me, because I think like the polar opposite of like the way I talk is when I hear somebody like Elon Musk or Sir Christopher Lee, um, rest in peace, Christopher Lee, speak they speak so slowly and methodically but that, every word that I admire like, that. Yeah. Mm. It's like it's almost like weird like when you see like um I remember the first time I watched um um a podcast with um Elon Musk it was a Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk. I remember it was almost like borderline awkward how long it takes Elon Musk to reply to questions. Yeah. So like Joe Rogan would ask him a question and whereas I would probably, like, the second, the blah, blah, millisecond blah. Joe Rogan <laughs> had finished answering this question, I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, whereas, like, Joe would answer the question and Elon Musk would almost, like, sit there and he would just, like, stare down at his hands and then maybe look up at Joe for-, for sometimes for, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, mm. And I'm talking, like, a proper 10 seconds, like, one and 1,000. Not, like, one, two, three. We'd, like, almost, like, be looking around and then he'd go, like, um, well... The answer to that's quite complicated. And it's like yeah. you know, really, really slow, but to the point of like almost awkward. Mm. But one thing I do really appreciate about that is you can tell he's, he's thinking in his head. He's like, it's almost like he's in between him talking and what he's being asked. It's like, to me, what's going on in his head is... Planning ahead. How do I convey you... the information mm. that I want in the best and clearest way? way Mm. in the most efficient way so it's almost like he's and he's he's not gonna rush he's like taking his time and then
3: it's like when he's ready in his head then he'll speak. Mm. I'm almost imagine that he's like thought of what he's gonna say or he's he's done the the calculations in his head right so he Mm. might think of saying something and then start saying that but as he's saying that he might be thinking what's coming next rather mm. than I feel like I'm guilty sometimes of I don't know what I'm going to say next. Mm. You know what I mean? I might be talking and the next sentence might come completely out of the blue. Mm. Whereas for him, I feel like he knows exactly what his next sentence is. He's not before- going to say it unless yeah. he knows exactly what it is. It's he's like in chess. Say. Yeah. He's a, he's, a st- he's a step ahead of the game. Mm. As oh, yeah. I do appreciate that as well.
0: And though. it's crazy
2: yeah. as well. I think um, in one of the episodes I saw with Elon Musk, he was talking about his mind and how um, it's like really hard that he can never switch off. Mm. Mm. So it's so so his mind must still be going like a million trillion miles an hour of all the information is, but the way he communicates That's that mad, yeah. is like so slow. It's so different to what's actually going on in there with all the calculations it's almost and like, all this like... it
0: almost shows his level of organization skills. <laughs> That's what that shows me because like I've got a very chaotic brain that w- works very fast, but I haven't got the great, great organizational skills. So it's like to me that shows how good his organization is. Yeah. The fact that he can be like that put and put all s- that in order and s- yeah, <laughs> like- and still be so like, <laughs> uh, like slow and methodical. Mm. And one thing I think about, like, um, you're saying about like Sir Christopher Lee, and I think this is a good word to describe the way he talked, everything was deliberate, mm, you know, like, yeah, deli- like yeah. uh, everything in his delivery was deliberate, mm. every word was the perfect word that could be used in that instance, and you would never ever, nothing he said would ever be remotely confusing, mm. everything was clear concise deliberate and and also to be fair to him just like epic mm. <laughs> like his way of talking that's why he was such a good storyteller like as Pretty a captivating I, isn't yeah it? That's very, very that's, that's, the a, word. that's another word and that's another good word mm. um like if you watch um for anybody that likes ghost stories out there if you watch uh, i think it was about 2014 2015 um at christmas time uh, he did uh, a series of mr James ghost stories at Christmas and and all it was was um they did have some like dramatization so there was like some some sort of very like basic um, what's the scenes. word? Yeah, something yeah. like, like scenes. But um, it was very like loose. Mm. It was the, the the main thing of it was was him talking. So the episode would start with him next to a fire, mm. and that was like the only light. Oh, it sounds so cool, and he was like in a, one of those big um, like Chesterfield leather. Arms, yes, yes, Chesterfield. Yeah, and it was like him with his booming voice, like sat very very smartly dressed, and like you can imagine him like a Saruman, Count Dooku voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, very deep voice, and just. Excellent diction, excellent like eloquence, Mm. and 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 everything so deliberate, and just like the way he was telling these ghost stories, and he knows exactly when to like lengthen a word, or exactly when to say it sharply. Mm. Everything, as I said, is deliberate, Mm. and it just it's amazing. His like it's like his mastery of the voice is just insane. Like, I wish I had that mastery of the voice. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Me too, man. <laughs> Other people that I think are good at that are things like people like Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think of, like, Just people... really that,
3: good storytellers.
0: Yeah, people that, are, like, think about, like, um, the people that you would think of that are usually paid for, like, narration work. Exactly. Exactly. People that have got these great voices like Morgan Freeman, Christopher Lee. Mm. And also, I think, another one who's probably not so obvious, but I think he's got a really good voice is someone like Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. He, he's used a lot on, like, adverts nowadays, isn't he? Because he's mm. got a good voice. Mm. It's almost like you wouldn't necessarily Proper think if of it. You
2: want a nice northern voice. It's quite soft, but it's quite also... Quite soft.
0: It's, it's very northern and it's quite soft and quite <laughs> sultry, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think words as well are just so interesting, isn't mm. it? Like I, I always like, um, you know, spelling... Like they would say, it's like when you're talking, you're like casting spells. Mm. Like back oh. in the day, like that's what, like the origin origin of the word mm. spelling Ooh. is from. Oh, that's like quite cast. Cool. And I, I when I heard that, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like your words are powerful. They can. Oh yeah. They can. You know. Mm. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Like people would think that. As you said, words he- held magic, mm. had like spells. Like you were almost like every time you spoke, you were casting spells. Yeah. And that's a very nice romantic way of looking at things, I
2: think. And and words are powerful. And I think it is like if you think of it like that, like what power your words could have when you say things, mm. then you're going to look at the way you say things in a different way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to, it's going to have like more meaning and, and things. So it will make yeah. you think about it more. And on like a deeper
0: level, and i'm now sort of transferring just sort of like to everything in life i think one of the reasons why sometimes especially as adults we can get bored and complacent is because everything sort of seems a bit mundane mm. like do you know what i mean it's almost like you're too used to everything you know like you, you, there's there's too many answers for everything and you're too used to everything but really if you take the time to look at things on a deeper level, and as you just said, like think about the fact that like words in themselves are almost like magic. Mm. The fact that we have the even ability to communicate with all of these like lovely words, and and then even to like forge a beautiful poem or an amazing mm. song, which for some reason you don't even know, but it just like makes your heartbeat faster, puts all your hairs on end, or for, bring, even brings tears to your eyes. Like, that is amazing. Mm. That is absolutely amazing. Like, that makes life worth living, man. Yeah. You know, like, that is I think it's
3: quite sad as well that I feel like my generation, speaking or the art of listening Mm. has really been lost. And I think a lot of that is due to, like, phones. Oh, hundred percent. Because, like, attention spans are so bad now. Like, I've got friends that will, if they're going to watch a video, they'll watch it on two times speed. Yeah. Because Mm. they can't sit and listen to someone speak at their normal speaking thing because it just takes up too much time and they're not getting to the point fast enough. Mm. Yeah. So that's why I feel like a lot of the time now, if you're going to like do really well on social media and stuff, you almost need to be like, bang, straight to the point. Bang, like no messing around in between, no giving facts that aren't needed, that sort of stuff because that's just like the attention span that's been lost. Yeah, definitely. But I do think there is really something for for these really good storytellers that can just, like Mm. you say, dictate, perfectly what Mm. they're trying to say and it keeps you captivated because like you say everything they say is perfect yeah and that is captivating in a sense yeah definitely
0: i think that's so important almost just to try that have the ability and almost like make yourself focus on one thing at a time and as i said i think like your generation um definitely other people other generations are also because of just things like phones i think but i think your generation um are the most susceptible to this because they've grown up with it Mm. is um it's like how many people say your age can't even just like sit and watch like a Netflix programme. Yeah, They're like, they have to be like on their phone scrolling through social media while they're on Netflix and almost like having a conversation with like their partner or their mate (laughs) at the same time. And it's like, they have to be doing two or three things. And And it's almost like, no
2: one talk to me when I'm watching this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's
0: good. And that's how you actually end up properly enjoying things. Mm. I love like getting immersed in a movie. I'm just like on my own and I'm just like, Mm. you know where it's almost like for that two hours, like, you're not even you're like in, in the room. You're not yeah, even exactly. in the room. Your brain's just yeah. like s- like honed in, and you're just like, mm. and it's like a ma- and it's an amazing feeling. That's you why do people still movie, love like the cinema. Oh, because yeah. if you are yeah.
3: like me, like I'm, I, I don't really have the problem with the attention span too much. No, that's good. Like I can, if I'm sat in my room, I watched Nightcrawler the other day, and I just switched off my phone, like fully tossed it away, yeah. and we're just like focused on the film. Yeah, but I think for a lot of people, if you go to a cinema. It brings back that because yeah, you're in yeah, this yeah. in the same way that people say you want to go to a school if you want to study. Because once it's you're so in that a, place, experience, once you know. you're in that place, you're in the mindset of oh, I'm going here to study, yeah. so I'm going to study when I'm here. Yeah. Similar to how if you go to a cinema, you're like, I'm going here to watch a movie, yeah.
0: so I'm not going to be and, on my phone. And I'm you know it's chat. frowned upon as well.
3: Exactly, and no, you I know mean. you might be ruining someone else's
0: experience. Yeah. Or like, Jake JKist Jake might kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> he might,
3: might come you. running from Scotland. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another one that I thought was amazing as well, when I went to a festival like a few years ago, and there was this i might have told you about this before but it was this dude and he had like a he had like this old like traveling caravan thing that was like a uh it it was like a van but mm. he, he could literally drop the side of his van down mm. and it was um and, and it was basically like a performing stage and he was a storyteller mm. so he was just parked in the middle of the festival and there was like a fire there and and some logs and things and all day like a different he'd do like three tellings of different mm. stories throughout the day and it'd be suitable for kids and all that kind of stuff and there was a little like a band next to him with some violins and stuff and parts of the story they would like kind of play music to but he was so good and it was all from his mind um but he would do it as this performance and and like storytelling is like like a proper art like we oh, said yeah, but yeah, i was yeah. i was captivated that's by really, his like yeah and i was thinking like this is something that's that's so, na- it felt so natural to me yeah. to listen to it, but just that. In person, kind of storytelling situation, and I was like, Oh, I want to know more about this. It's a real art form to tell a story properly. Mm. And the same guy was running, um, like this tent where you could do, uh, like learn about stuff like that. And after, um, after hours of the festival, he'd go out into like the forest bit, and there'd be a fire, and you'd literally all all steps like sit around the fire. And it was like, and that was even more. I was like, Oh my god, I've stepped back like a thousand years, like this would be Mm. our entertainment, it wouldn't be the TV, it wouldn't be like a thing. It would be sitting around a fire with your uh, your brethren, like mm. like talking talking like old stories that like you yeah. Know.
0: Well, think well, think it's only really the last couple of hundred years where it's even like common for like the majority of the population to even be able to read and write. Mm. So before then, like, histories, vo- where... yeah, vocal traditions, whether it's like through song or just tales, was like an in- an integral part of society. Yeah, to pass down like you know it's how the whether, knowledge got less yeah than. lessons, um, stories, like morals, like. Everything, you know, what I mean, whether it was like through songs, it or... it seems so
3: simple but so nice.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, it's beautiful.
2: And that's it. I, I'd never really done it before. I'd had a few bedtime stories, mm. like when I was yeah, a kid, in yeah, that. Yeah. But just there was something so like, like almost like r- like a part of your body, like remembering a time when that was just. Do
0: you know what I thought was crazy? Um, I mean, th- 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 what I'm going to say at first isn't so crazy, but bear with me. So, like, mm. obviously, um, nowadays, you know, we've been talking about how like you know phones are like really quite bad for the mind in a lot of ways, and like almost like cause like lack of attention span and stuff like that and don't get me wrong i do fully believe that but obviously like when when um like the internet was invented people's all like, right when when t- mobile phones were invented people thought, thought the same thing when the internet was invented people thought the same thing when um even when vcrs first came out vcrs were contra- really um controversial because people thought it's too much freedom the ability mm-hmm. that you could like tape a program and then watch it when you want that's like going down the path of like everyone's going to be a zombie Because everyone's just going to meet up all the time and just watch movies and things whenever they feel like it, and then before that it was like just television in itself. Even though if it's just live, you know what I mean, like you have to be somewhere at a certain time to watch a certain thing, and if you're not, tough. But even that, like television, was controversial. Before that, radio was controversial. But Mm. do you want to know something crazy? Because we think of um, we think of books as being so intellectual and such, like an almost like an old fashioned way of learning. Mm. But the Greek philosopher Socrates, right, even thought of like writing and books as almost like corrupting the youth.
3: Whoa. Whoa. He
0: thought that like the most pure expression of like knowledge was like being in the moment and like and like learning. learning. So you would have like an auditorium. That's the right word, isn't it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you would like stand and there would be like a professor, whether it was like Socrates or like a military general, or whatever. And you would like learn from an expert and then you would put that into practice. So obviously if you were like, say like a soldier in like a Greek army, you would be like physically practicing With experts that would be telling you how to do these things. And it's one of the reasons why the Greeks were so amazing. Where if you were maths, then you know what I mean? You would be like literally actively practicing maths with an expert mathematician. Mm. If it was philosophy, you'd be with someone like Socrates and he would be literally giving you all these amazing wisdom. And it was like Mm. the power of the brain. You were almost like expected to become so well versed in it, you would memorize it. And he thought the idea of just literally being, have have it all in books would like make people like lazy and and stupid. It has. Yeah.
2: I wonder what the caliber of people.
0: But oh, sorry, before before you say that though, like make sure, yeah, like say what you're gonna say. But Plato was friends with Socrates, and Plato disagreed with him. And one thing that almost like proves that books are good. I'm not. There might have been some some points to Socrates. There might, um, there might have been some good points. But one of the things that almost like in a way shows that books are good is because probably like 98. Percent of people that know who Socrates is today wouldn't even know who Socrates yeah. is if it wasn't for the fact that Plato wrote down like all of those Socrates quotes and everything. Like Socrates is one. Of my Plato fa- wrote them. Yeah, down. Socrates is one of my favorite philosophers. Like he's just one of those guys. It's almost like I know I would naturally agree with him. Like whenever I see a Socrates quote, I'm not sure I've ever seen a Socrates quote and I thought I don't agree with that. Mm. It's all like his philosophy. And I think like
1: yes. Do you mm. know what I mean, I'm
0: like that is so good. And he's one of those rare philosophers that I almost agree with everything that he says, all of his different opinions. Mm. And um, even like, you know, he had like a lot of opinions on like physical exercise and why that was so good for you, yeah. but also really deep thinking and, and like, emo- you know, emotional, intellectual, everything. And um, yeah, but to be fair to Plato, it's like, yeah, if that wasn't written down, mm. if Plato hadn't just sat there with his pencil or whatever he mm. used to, to to write in those days, um, probably wasn't even a pencil. I wonder what he did used to write. I don't know. Probably stink. I imagine yeah. probably yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, probably some sort of thing. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we wouldn't even know a lot of his quotes. They would have just been forgotten to the sands of time. Yeah, we mm-hmm. might remember maybe. Ten percent of them, maybe not even that, maybe like one mm. percent of them.
2: I think what's definitely true is through when you do things through experience. So, like, I think what kind of what he's saying there is that that living it mm. is gonna ingrain it, de- like, oh, you know, yeah. on a deeper level. Like and nothing no, substitutes. No, 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 so like, so like, but if you don't have books, then that that, or you don't have a way of like yeah. remembering it in that way, then it could be lost forever if that yes. isn't passed yeah. between people. So, yeah. like, yeah. So, but it's is true, isn't it? Like, I've I've sent pe- even with work and stuff like. Sent people emails or explain how to do mm. something. Mm. And like, mm. it's so, like, oh. I, I'm a, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that is so clear. That is so yeah. concise. Like you that you is so obvious. Yeah. If you follow this word for word, you're going to get ex- exactly how to do it. But then as soon as I like, get on like a Zoom call with someone, mm. and then like, I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as there's that like interaction, it's yeah. actually a physical thing. Do you know,
3: thing. Do like- know what I think the difference between like we were mentioning phones earlier and books mm. is that you have to work to get enjoyment out of a book? You have to put your brain to. I'm going to read this. I'm going to digest this. Hmm. Whereas a phone, you can endlessly scroll. Uh, I mentioned earlier to you guys that I'm writing like another little video yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. The video I'm actually writing is about being addicted to my phone. Is it? Yeah. Because I remember Which you were telling quite,
0: last week about you're on your phone like 18 hours a day or
1: something.
3: It's yeah. it's like eight and a half. Oh, but sorry. But it's like yeah, yeah. ridiculous still yeah, when you yeah. think about it. But um, yeah, quite interesting because it really weighs into this. Yeah. But yeah. I noticed myself like even though I don't get anything from it even though I'm always trying to be like, oh, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm just going to put it down, live in the moment, do this or whatever, do what I need to get done.
1: Mm.
3: Uh, I, I like, It's almost like I black out. And then I notice I'm scrolling on my phone again. Yeah. And my brain wakes back up and I'm like, why am I on my phone? It takes mm.
2: you away from the present moment, doesn't it? Where you think it almost puts you in a trance. Mm. Yeah, like, exactly. that's exactly
3: how I describe it in mm. like, the script is that it just puts me in a trance mm. and my brain comes back to life and I'm like, yeah, man. Why am I looking
0: at this? Yeah, like, yeah I do it as well. <laughs> yeah. I do it. Sorry, guys, we am gonna have to cut you off a second. We're gonna have to take a break, but we'll be back after this. This track is White Foxes by Susan Sunfall. Stick around, everyone. We've Beautiful. got loads of uh, amazing conversation tidbits, oh, a plethora yeah. of interesting right. facts, topics. We'll we'll finish off what we're saying because I don't want to cut you off, man. We can round about. We're talking about these, um, you know, are books good? Are even books good? Mm. <laughs> Let alone phones. Interesting. That was Melissa Aufdemmer with her track Followed the Waves. Melissa Aufdemmer was quite famously uh, used to be the bassist for Hole, Mm. which is um, Courtney Love's grunge band, Kurt Cobain's old spouse. Mm. And she was also the bassist in Smashing Pumpkins. Um, when Darcy from Smashing Pumpkins was given the boot, due to having due to having drug issues. Oh no! So um, poor poor old Darcy, eh? Poor old, I'm pretty sure she still suffers from it to this day. Oh, I'm pretty pumpkin. sure that Smashing Pumpkins have like um, there's been cause she's there's been several times where she's wanted to get back into the band of Smashing Pumpkins. I remember yeah. you saying about yeah, this, yeah. And Belly Corgan's just like now nah. <laughs> because she's like <laughs> apparently like a crazy methad.
3: Oh no. That's
2: not yeah, very nah. good, is it? Yeah, I
0: mean, I feel bad for her, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, I, I feel equal parts compassion for her and equal parts like,
1: Get come on, sort <laughs> it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, sort
0: it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because I think everybody that likes Smash and because would like to see the original lineup. Mm. You know, Jimmy mm. Chamberlain, James Iher, Billy Corgan, and Darcy Rentschke, whatever her name is. It's very, like, Polish mm. second name. Um, so, but, uh. Just, yeah. to go, just
3: to go a little off topic. Yeah. um, If. If you had, like, a couple, you got told, right, you got a couple of weeks to live, right. would you try, like, meth and that?
2: No.
1: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no? No, 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 like, no. There'd like, be other things that I... If
3: like. I, I ever thought I was going to die, my first thing wouldn't be, like, time for meth.
2: No, no. I'd go and must... do, like, an ayahuasca ceremony, another right, one of those right, before right. we went. Yeah. Because
3: I, like, I feel like there must be something to it. Like for people <laughs> do you know what I yeah, mean? Like obviously it's, I'm never
2: gonna totally like, like like I'm never gonna do yeah, it it it's like crack, it's very Moorish. You know? But I think yeah, the way to, yeah. but I think the way
0: to look at things like that is like there's there's like there are certain things in life that make you feel really good. That's not necessarily why, say like crackheads or meth heads or, or like heroin addicts mm. do these things all the time. They it is it does make them feel amazingly euphoric, don't get me wrong, but it's because of the addiction. Mm. Yeah, but it's a chemical. That, it's a that chemical that addiction. addiction. Is, yeah, that's what is, I'm saying. Is, yeah.
3: is, um, it, from the from the goodness of it. No, no.
0: It's, but it's not from the goodness from it. No,
2: it can be that as well. Like, oh, you, that, you know, it's that mixed that you're in, addict, in with it. Yeah, you're addicted but it's, to But it's, it's, it's like nicotine
0: feeling. addiction. It's not. It's not. You're not addicted it's, it's because it's a chemical thing yes. in your body. Your yeah. body starts craving, yeah, totally craving the so like When you go
2: cold turkey, to cold turkey after like heroin, it's yeah. not that I know, but just that, like you know, <laughs> when you see things, it's like there are people does. physically <laughs> being like sick and everything, isn't it? Because your body yeah. is craving it so much, so you, it's just like yeah, cold shakes and shivers. Yeah, what's it called when it's you're called cold chasing. turkey? No, no, no.
0: Uh. What's it called when you're like, when, yeah, when you go cold turkey? What's it called? Cold turkey. Yeah, cold I know. Turkey. I'm sure. It's <laughs> cold turkey. Cold turkey. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure it's like your um. That's
2: the th- expression for it. Yeah, isn't I know. It? When I you so. when
0: you just stop doing something all of a sudden and you have to purge your system of it, but I'm sure there's like a term, like a, a, a saying for when you're getting that stuff out of your system. But I can't think of what it is. Um. Mm. Anyway.
3: Uh. Oh. Re- rehabilitation.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You yeah, you're rehabbing from it. But there's another word I'm thinking of. Oh, what is it? It's like you need to like. It's almost like you need to purge that mm. stuff from your system. Right. I can't think right, of what right, it is. Right, right. Um. Somebody out there listening is like, it's this. Yeah. Screaming at it. this nah. Screaming E-E-G- it. Egypt. When you're going to call from Turkey from something, and you like, you need two days. Say, don't you need to like get that out of your system? What's it called when that stuff is like getting drained from? Well, not drained, like purging it from your system, because you need
2: to get over Detox. it. Detox. Yeah, yeah, detoxing. yeah, yeah. Detox. Detoxifying yeah. your system, yeah, purging to the toxins yeah. from your body. Maybe that's that makes the word sense I'm to me. For. Maybe. Ceasing, that. relinquishing. Yeah, maybe. It is like, <laughs> You're relinquishing <laughs> <laughs> abandoning
0: <laughs> the meth from your system. Desist,
2: desist. Desist, desist. meth.
0: Mm-hmm. deceased you meth. But I remember cuz they were like I remember ages ago hearing about like the difference say between like cannabis and say like booze or cannabis from cocaine or even cannabis from like um yeah, like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I say even cigarettes are probably the worst in terms of just like for you benefit in terms to like you know in terms of like health consequences Mm. but um well you can't get chemically addicted to cannabis can you you can get habitually addicted to it Mm. so you can get yeah you can get addicted to the habit of doing it Mm. but you can't get chemically addicted to cannabis people Mm.
3: say that it like you can't sleep without it and then that's when you kind of get addicted isn't it because you're doing it to sleep Mm. every night because you you can't sleep without
2: it yeah and then for me it went past that where it's like i couldn't sleep when, yeah, when I, it. I think that's, yeah. that's what you're saying. Isn't yeah, yeah, it? That's yeah,
0: what you're saying, yeah, yeah. But it's like I think though that you can get over that
2: pretty quickly. No, I meant I couldn't sleep well when you were doing on it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh. Yeah. Sorry, I,
3: I know sort of what you mean. That wasn't what I was saying, but I do yeah. know what what you mean.
2: Mm, like people use it to get sleep, but then it went past that for me where I couldn't sleep when I was. You couldn't I mean, sleep. No, well, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Well, yeah. I know what you mean. It's almost like makes your brain too active. Yeah. My mind would be like, yeah. you know, i will be going deep with everything. You're like going to space. Yeah. yeah, yeah Going yeah. to space in my mind, plus looking at things, plus feeling everything in my body. I was like, oh, I'm sleeping at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you're like, suddenly your brain Up is like... Up for hours, like four in the morning and stuff, and then I finally yeah. pass out. So,
0: suddenly your brain goes into that movie, Heavy Metal. Yeah. <laughs> like, for anybody out there that hasn't seen the movie Heavy Metal, it's not actually anything about Heavy Metal music. <laughs> um where the, the soundtrack is like oh some old school it's more like r- rock nowadays cuz it's like a, it's like an early 80s movie they don't use anything like what nowadays we would consider like heavy metal mm. but it's just like this absolutely crazy movie it does follow like a structure mm. but it's like it's like a series i think it's like three or four short stories um that all combine um with this like one larger tale um and it all wraps mm. up at the end of the movie but it is like it's like spinny it's like mm. psychedelic I it's crazy. It's yeah, amazing. Cool. 1981. Are we, are we and then li- there was
2: another one. Heavy Metal
0: 2000. Yeah, Heavy Metal 2000 is not very good. Yeah, yeah. But heavy, the, the original Heavy Metal is like it's like a cult classic.
2: Oh, is it? Is it a cartoon?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, we, cool. Would we be allowed to play the trailer or not? Um, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a
2: bit dodgy, isn't it? It. Uh, we wouldn't be able to get it. With sounds through can this, can you can
0: you play? Ju- oh, you can't play the sound. No, oh no. Could I play the sound? I could, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll get the sound out. We won't play it visually because I don't know what the copyright just is on that. To it. But mm. I'll listen. I'll
3: I'll show you um what the the audio of the trailer is. Just everybody. to finish off yeah. what we were saying as well, just to fully wrap it full circle. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think there is some sort of um, some sort of addiction. Like part of the addiction is that you're chasing the feeling, isn't it? Because the mm. term for it is chasing the chasing
1: dragon. Chasing the dragon. Mm. Yeah.
3: So um, just to, just to sort of encapsulate it all, bringing back that word. Yeah. Uh, no meth when you die, then. No man. No.
0: No. 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 I wouldn't do any meth. No meth. No. I would I, have. I'd want to have. I'd want to eat loads of good food. I'd smoke. I would probably smoke some weed. Mm. I'd mm. Drink some good whiskey. Sorry for. Sorry to be a bit. Um, you know. In Amsterdam, of course. Uh, what's it called? TMO. Too much of mm. me. I'd mm. want to have a lot of sex. <laughs> <clears throat> smoke. Yeah. Smoke some weed. Drink some really good whiskey, mm. eat a load of nice food, mm. and do just like some cool crazy stuff. Yeah, mm. you know, mm. but mm. that but not math. No math. <laughs> Climb up a mountain. Climb mm. up a mountain with whiskey in one one hand. Mm. Yeah, do you be on the other end and then have sex when on top of the mountain, <laughs> and then and then have a steak and a nice big pizza. You yeah. know, that's what I'd want to do. Nice. Right. Listen step. to the the trailer for. This is the trailer for Heavy
2: Metal. Heavy Metal. A trip beyond the future to a universe you've never seen before. A universe of mystery. A universe of passionate fantasies. A universe of terrifying evil. A
1: universe of magic. Heavy metal. I want
0: to watch that right now. So, while this music's playing, they're showing loads of crazy stuff on the screen. It doesn't sound like a movie trailer,
2: does it? Heavy metal. Yes, amazing. Heavy metal, a step beyond science fiction.
0: Oh, so good. So nice. good. Yeah, man, so good. Yeah, like the soundtrack, it's all like Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult and, mm. like, and random stuff like Devo. Nazareth, Stevie Nicks, Journey, bands like that, so cool. Do you know Devo are? No, <laughs> I suspect no. you might have heard my old man play it. Mm-hmm. Devo is like, I'm pretty. I want to say they were like a German band. All oh, right, from the 80s, and they had like really weird electronic music. So like, like
1: really weird electronic music.
0: Nice. And I think they used to, like, do... I think they used to dress really weird, something like they would wear, like, black leotards <coughs> ah, right. and then have, like, uh, like uh plant pots on their head. Right. Like, really strange guys. Very strange. Sounds it. Sounds it. Sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, it was, they were almost, like, considered, like pioneers <laughs> of 80s music they day. look like
2: they got like plant pots on their head yeah, yeah that's
0: what whoa, i just whoa, said. yeah yeah, that's yeah, weird. yeah. i'm going to see- really weird i'm going to play a little bit of a devo track <laughs> for you
3: for everyone in the background
0: i think just just for a second devo track cool. let me have a look um Divo.
3: Let's have a look. Yeah, we've got up all the um, for anyone listening, oh! just purely listening. We've got up everything on the YouTube if you want to go check it out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I should mention that. Yeah, so for everyone that's listening on the radio, we also have a a, um, a YouTube Pandora's box podcast. Um If you like what you're hearing and you want to get it in a bit more of an, an immersive experience, then go on YouTube. It's definitely the, the best way to to listen slash watch us because. And then you can see us all we're, we're bringing stuff up on the screen about th- you know relevant things that we're talking about that's right um, you can see us in our visages
3: <coughs> they're quite weird looking makes it a bit oh, more that's the one yeah,
0: I like. yeah so know. their most famous song is whip it. so like this song oh right everyone, everyone will know this everyone will know this this is their most famous song I actually say it's so catchy to be fair mm. If the problem comes along You should whip it. it Yeah, so well good You must whip it oh. I feel quite like, happy listening to it Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah Big
0: smile your on your face. face Yeah The way they're dressed as well In this music video
3: Yeah, I can
1: imagine You that. must
0: whip it
3: You must whip it now. Whip it, it. in it the shed. Shed. it up. Get straight. Go forward. Move ahead. Try to detect it. It's not too late to
0: so whip it. Whip it good. <laughs> yeah, that's a banger, isn't it? That's yeah, a, that's that a great a track. That's a great track. You should whip it. Time to segue. Last yeah. week we were talking about. Um, I had like a little random fact um, towards the end of the episode about how there's this hallucinogenic honey in <sighs> Give Nepal. Me some of that. Yeah. What was your. Oh, yeah, Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur was very excited about <laughs> that last week. My bulb um, opened. Uh,
1: Baba, baba. <laughs> Imagine like all this episode all this episode, every
0: time I asked you anything, <laughs> you were just like blah. Or like your contribution sometimes would just cut to you and you just like like,
1: baba 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 And we were like, yes. And then just like
0: carried on. But yeah, so um we were talking about the this Nepalese hallucinogenic honey that these um that Nepalese honey hunters like um climb these like crazy cliffs and stuff to get like quite dangerous work, but it sells for like loads and loads of money. Mm. Um so it was worth them doing it. And, um, I looked into because we were saying, you know like afterwards, I didn't really think about it before I, uh, I I found that nice little bit of like factoid for you guys. but we were saying after i I, I was talking about it, like I wonder we wonder actually what makes the honey hallucinogenic. So mm. I looked into it, and it's due to rhododendron plants. so around plants. um yeah, around the um I think it was the Black Sea um around like Nepal. Um, in the in the mountains, so rhododendrons they, they tend to flourish and grow in like mountainous regions. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, it's the Black Sea. They grow in mountainous regions surrounding the Black Sea. So apparently, there's like just a ridiculous amount of rhododendrons in mm. Nepal, in the mountains of Nepal, and but rhododendrons are toxic plants. So but because there's so many of them mm. all the bees which are by the way as well another nice little bit of trivia which I found out while researching why why um this honey is leucinogenic okay apparently the bee that makes this this um, it's called mad honey that's what they call it that's right. that's like the nickname for it everyone mm. calls it mad honey right so the bee that makes mad honey is the largest honeybee in the on the planet oh, so bees that's a, are
3: pretty big anyway yeah
0: mm. so that's I thought that was just a cool fact in itself yeah. so the largest bees in the world make mad honey and I because like there's such a concentration of rhododendron plants in the mountains of Nepal um, their honey is so concentrated with this to- with all the toxins from the rhododendrons mm. that that's what makes the honey hallucinogenic. And apparently, it's almost like you know, in like Peru or somewhere like that, it's like ayahuasca is like a big sort of tradition there, and it's a big thing. But it's similar with mad honey in in Nepal. And apparently, it's like almost like a tradition. So um, I was reading about this this um, this British explorer who went there, and he he did it with them. And right. they they all did it together. And apparently he was in an encampment, and he was like the only British guy there, and everyone else was Nepalese. And um, he said they they did it. And he said, and within. Um Within about ten minutes, he said he felt pretty much identical to what it feels like when you're like really high on marijuana. Mm. Mm. Um, so he felt very, very similar to that. He said, "Luckily, because he didn't really know how much to take, they were, he, they were obviously were guiding him and giving him the right amount and stuff. Mm. If you take too much, mm. you can throw up, mm. and some people have even died from it. Mm. But you need Whoa. to, yeah, you you can die from it. and You can get really sick, but you have to ingest way Just like the loads. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you were like if you are like." If you know what you're doing, you can take just enough to sort of make you high. Yeah. So it's almost like you, you, you get like the same sort of experience being stoned like stoned and then if you you can push that quite, you know, a bit more and then you end up having like full on mass hallucinations and then you'll just pass out. Anything beyond that is like negative. Right. So you would end up right, like, right. you'd throw up and then yeah, you could even you mm. could even die. But you were saying, Yeah, well these people took it and then he said he just felt really, really stoned and he said like some people there like, took a bit more than him and he could tell that they were like full on mm. tripping and oh, mm. everything mate. like that. But um Apparently, one of the reasons all these Nepalese mad honey hunters like get it is because apparently um, one of the places it sells the best. They do. You can obviously just get it in Nepal and stuff like that, in places mm. like Turkey. But one of the places. So, that- sorry, sorry yeah, to on.
3: interrupt. Yeah. Um, can you literally just buy it like off the street then? I'm, like, I, is there, like, markets. I, I, you and probably can and in stuff?
0: Nepal. I'm not 100 percent sure. You probably can in Nepal. Right. But. Um, I know it's illegal in some. It's illegal in a lot of countries. Ah, okay. Because um, obviously it's like a, it's a, like a drug, mm. basically. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you know, yeah. I said you could die from it. You yeah, know, and yeah, especially yeah. if you didn't know what you were doing. And let's face it, a lot of idiots would probably be like,
3: "Oh yeah, man," that wouldn't do the yeah, research. Yeah, and the next yeah. thing you
0: know, like, yeah, go, yeah,
3: go Winnie the Pooh on, mm. on, the, yeah. on, the jar of honey.
0: But apparently, uh, one of the places that sells best is on the Asian black market. Mm. And apparently, um, like Asians, it, like for for like hundreds of years, um, it's the Nepalese uh, mad honey hunters have sold it specifically to the Chinese on the black market because the Chinese believe that um, it can cure like cancer right um, and like um, even things like erectile dysfunction. And like, mm. can give you like a massive, fa- you like, hear that loads of
2: stuff like shark fins and that as well. It's like that rhino well, horns, the one I always yeah,
0: think of. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the main reasons. So did you know that two two rhinos get poached, illegally poached every day in Africa get mm. killed, even though they're endangered, mm. right? Two rhinos are killed illegally every day, and the majority of the rhinos that are killed, it's because they go to the Chinese like black market. Mm. No, the horns. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because the, the unlike Chinese like folklore or whatever, or however you want to say it, because obviously there's no science, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they think that if you grind up, up mm. the mm. rhino horn, I guess it's because it looks very phallic. Mm. If you apparently, according to that, like if you grind up the rhino horn and then you ingest it, mm. then that's going to give you like a massive throbbing penis, mm. <laughs> which is is ridiculous, really, isn't it? Mm. It's a ridiculous statement. Mm. It's an absolutely ridiculous statement. But um, and also another reason why it's ridiculous and why I I don't understand why this isn't just knocked on the head straight away. It's because rhino horn is just keratin. And keratin is exactly the same as like, our fingernails. So literally, in terms of like, what it's doing for you oh. internally, eating a rhino horn will have no more benefits than if you just bit your fingernails. Yeah. Ker- keratin is also what our hair is made of. Mm. So our hair and our, and our fingernails are made of keratin. Hair
2: and fingernail smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. but it's like
0: it's literally in terms of like what it's made of. Rhino horn is no different than yeah. fingernails. So oh, it's like man. the fact that they are wiping out an entire species of like majestic beast. Like in my opinion, white rhinos especially, but all rhinos. I think white rhinos just because they're the biggest. And I think I don't know if it's like something almost like daft in, in, in humanity. At least for me, it's almost like the biggest of something almost seems the most impressive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. rhinos are so big. I think they're like three tons or something. Mm. Like crazy. Like over mm. like three and like three like thirty five hundred kilos or something, mm. which is insane, isn't it? Mm. Like that's like over like huge. over seven thousand
3: pounds in weight. Yeah, that's mental. That's
0: crazy, mental. man. That's mm. crazy. Like I'm only like just over two hundred and I'm not exactly like small. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing <laughs> like-, like
2: a video of the right rhinos and it was literally like this guy and he was with them and there was two and he was like, Yeah, that's it now because like or whatever yeah. this type of rhino was, it might yeah. not have been a right rhino I think it might have been. I think yeah, it was rhino. a white rhino, yeah. but it was like yeah, the the one of them was just dying, and they, and they hadn't Mate, like savage. Yeah, Damn. and then they were like, "That's just it now. So just that would will be the last one in the world." And Mate, I was I was like, savage. Whoa.
0: Mate it makes me quite upset. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's just like it's just like the pointlessness of it. As I said, it's like what just so some weird guy in Asia can Get like it up. can think <laughs> it's like foolish enough to think that by eating something which is no different than his fingernails, mm. it's gonna somehow give him like a mm. massive dong. Mm. <laughs> A mm. massive hard dong. Like, that's so silly. It's mm. just so, it's almost like so painfully stupid. And the fact that it is, as well, is like the poachers aren't even like remotely humane about it. Apparently, what they yeah. do is, apparently, they fly in helicopters in the night. And they either shoot or they tranquilize rhinos by the helicopter, and then they they get on the ground and it's a swift. Apparently, it's a such a swift, smooth operation that usually like rangers and that can't like, like they they can't catch them. They're just gone before you even realise. Yeah. They literally just use chainsaws, and then when the animal is either like crippled from the gunshot or like tranked, they literally just chainsaw off the horn at the base. But it's like savage because it's like bleeding mm-hmm. profusely, and then they just leave it. They don't even put a bullet in its head to like put it out of its misery. So apparently um. su- some. Some of the rhinos survive, but it's very rare. Usually, what happens is the rhinos either bleed out and die horrible, pe- slow deaths from that, or they survive the bleed out and then get horrible infections and then die slowly over the course mm. of weeks from these savage. It's like, just like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's disgusting enough what you're doing as it is. Yeah. If you can do that, at least put a bullet in its head. Yeah. Do
1: you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. That's
0: a poor thing? Like one mm. minute it's just being a rhino, being mm. a tank, mm. living its life. And the yeah, next man, thing you know, I a helicopter so comes much. out of nowhere, it literally chainsaws a part of your face off. Yeah. Crazy.
2: Oh man! I think it with the with like the sea life and that as well with like the dolphins. I was I was watching this thing in, in I think it was in Japan, mm. um, and they would just like round up these pods of dolphins and just like cull them and yeah. stuff. And it was just like why they, they, for they, what I, reason? I can't remember. It was something to do with fishing <coughs> and the fact that the, the dolphins were eating the fish that these fishermen wanted to catch. Um, so the the so so, what? So, the, so yeah. So like it was cheating. so it was like competition essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so they yeah. just literally every day round up pods of dolphins that they could into this bay slaughter them all how did they kill them do you know um, it was like with like with like harpoons and stuff oh, man. and just like literally yeah kill all the dolphins and this was like a daily occurrence and it was just savage yeah.
3: speaking of like killing animals I'll segue this onto like yeah. a little a
2: little speaking fact, of speaking of killing yeah animals.
3: a little fact that I've prepared right for today's show so um do you, mind if I just, about, do you mind if I just yeah, say sorry, one? Yeah, sorry, no, yeah, no, 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 that's what I thought I'd on, in case you had anything else to say about it.
0: Yeah, not only do I just want to say, like, the thing that's savage about that with the dolphins is that, like, obviously way more so than even the rhinos is that because they are so smart, they would, like, know what's happening. Mm. Yeah. Which is, like, there's something that seems, like, really menacing. You know, it's almost like, you know, one of the reasons why, like, the Holocaust is so horrible It's because People all of those mm. Jews and, 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 and Slavs and stuff that would have, like... Um, got off the trains into those concentration camps and then they knew every morning that they could have been like the ones picked that day just to be put in a room and then gassed to death like there's something so menacing about that
2: Mm. yeah i mean
0: like the idea that you die in a car crash or even just get shot dead like it's so sudden almost it's like it's it's almost like you don't have time to but it's the systematic way of killing it's almost seems so cold and and and, and yeah there's no chance in it is there it seems too cold. it seems yeah. too calculated. The one last thing I wanted to say is, as well is just to put into perspective how sort of majestic and how cool rhinos are. I mean, I was saying about how they're over like seven thousand pounds in weight, which is about three and a half thousand kilos mm. um or about three tons um I think that's I think that's right but I think I remember reading that the, the largest ever rhino horn um on record was one point five meters long, so that's about what like well it's like like over five foot isn't it mm. Over five foot, about five foot, would you say. What, five, what was it? Sorry? one point five meters. About five foot. You yeah, say? probably about five, about five foot. foot. I'd say. So think about that. So when you think about think about looking at a rhino like a picture, because obviously, I don't, as far as I'm aware, none of us three have seen a rhino in the wild. No, right. No. You know they're very big, but often you're sometimes comparing them to the size of say like an elephant or a giraffe. Yeah, and let's face it, yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff in Africa is yeah. massive. Yeah, but put that into perspective, like how. It does look big, don't get me wrong, but compared to the actual overall size of a rhino, mm. the rhino's mm. horn doesn't look massive. Mm. But then, when you bear in mind that like the horn can potentially go up to one point five meters long, mm. about five foot, yeah. may- maybe over five foot, and think that's just the horn, that's mm. mental. That's, that's that is mental. Mm. Like these, these, as I said, like the last of the me- they're called like the last of the megafauna. We've talked about mm. megafauna on Pandora's box before, but you know when I've, we talked about that Deodon, the hell pig, and we've talked about. Oh, we talked about um, uh, the giant teratorns, you know, those giant um, birds and stuff. But, um, you know, with, uh, the megafauna, like these creatures, things like rhinos and elephants, these are like the last of the megafauna. Mm. And the fact that they're almost like dying out, it's almost like it's quite like a pivotal part in history. Mm. It's really savage. I mean, once they're gone those massive mighty beasts that we think of would we'll be no more yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like you know it's almost like it's nice to have such like grand creatures creatures mm-hmm. that you almost look at and you're almost like well, that almost
3: doesn't look real
0: yeah and it's like something from yeah, like a movie yeah. or Mind a comic book stuff you mm-hmm. know what stuff. i mean yeah. anyway man
3: let's um say you're factoid yeah so uh obviously we went to watch multiverse of madness this yeah. week uh we'll probably speak about that next week maybe but um yeah, yeah. it was made by disney mm. but disney is not Without their faults. Oh, definitely not. Not without their controversies. Uh, One of the films slash documentaries that they were, or probably wish, was forgotten over time is that of White Wilderness. Mm. Mm. So, uh, it was a nature documentary about the Atlantic in 1958. White White Wilderness famously shows the Death March... Of a legion of lemmings flinging themselves off of a cliff which i don't know if we've got like any photos or anything not yeah of was, them, not of them but just of, like, oh, sort yeah, of the, have, yeah. the ideas yeah so um basically they they were flinging these stuff off and saying uh they're doing it on purpose right mm-hmm. uh the reviewer or critic howard thompson called the depiction of supposed lemming mass suicide eerie and hypnotic uh, narrator winston <laughs> hibbler Describes the that Lennings sounds like as, a villain. Yeah, Dorian is yeah, yeah is yeah, Winston Hi- Vibler, or whatever. <laughs> Winston Hibbler.
1: Winston Hibbler.
3: Uh, He described the lemmings as victims of obsession, driven towards the sea, which was actually a river, before casting themselves out into a body of a bodily of, into space. Uh, it's a fraudulent segment on a number of levels. First, the seg the sequence wasn't even filmed in the Atlantic but it was filmed in Alberta, Canada, uh, where lemmings do not live. Lemmings also don't throw themselves off cliffs. It's widely believed that they do, as a misguided myth, but that is due to, or this movie. M- mainly due to the this stock- movie. Yeah. Uh, Carrick, who was a cameraman on the production, alleged that filmmakers paid kids in Manitoba uh, 25 cents to wrangle lemmings and then transport them so- south for filming. The crew, the crew members constructed spinning turntables covered in snow to jostle the lemmings and send them into tumbling, and then proceeded to throw them off of the cliff. The resulting footage was edited to make the mass animal killing look like natural suicide.
2: Why the hell would they even do that? Yeah, I mean, that's messed
3: up. Why? It? Why would that's they
2: think? Up? Oh, I'm, what this movie needs <laughs> is a load of lemons dying off. <laughs> of yeah, the just the like clip. loads. We need to make. We need to like think, make and people then, think that they would commit suicide.
0: It's, it's the it's the thought. It's the thing that you would think like a messed up teenager would come up with. The fact that like all these like grown adults mm. would sit in a studio in like their suits and be like, "Do you know how to be good boys? Mm. Well, we're gonna have like hundreds of lemons." and we're gonna kill them all we're gonna throw them off mm. uh, a mountain and then we're gonna film it and then and then also lie and say that they just did that naturally yeah
3: it's like being desperate for content isn't it yeah that's ridiculous it's crazy man. That's it's ridiculous. crazy. and putting that like on a documentary and selling it as a fact as well. i
0: can't believe how like obviously evil something like vinston hibbler <laughs> yeah. he sounds like you know like talking of marvel you know hydra Mm. obviously like <laughs> yeah, really prevalent yeah, in. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the movie where they're most yeah. prevalent is like um, obviously the, the first Captain America movie and also Captain America and the Winter Soldier mm. and obviously like Hydra it's all those like Nazi like, yeah, tuss- yeah, it's yeah. like. it sounds like that like Finston Hitler Hail Hydra <laughs> 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 like, like what's that guy you know that guy that like lives on in the computers his name's like, bar- like what was it like? Oh, it's like, Art- Art- or, like yes, something re- something... Yeah, Artem Zola or something yeah like that. Yeah, 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 I yeah I think yeah, it might yeah. be Artem Zola but is that like Artem Zola sounds like he should have been there yeah yeah, With yeah, with, with Hibbler.
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. <laughs> Hibla and Atom <Adam> Zola <laughs> came up with the plan. <laughs> Hydra's plot to kill the lemmings. Kill the lemmings. Kill the lemmings before they could warn Captain America of their plot.
3: <laughs> oh god. Imagine yeah. if you watched
0: the movie and then Captain America's turned up and then it was like, not on my watch. And then you just saw the shield like, yeah, like taking them all out. That that's, would be if it was a Disney yeah, movie nowadays. Yeah, that's Disney <laughs> nowadays.
3: That's Disney now.
0: <laughs> Disney is very controversial, though, isn't it?
3: Yeah, throughout history, 100%. a lot of people don't.
0: I know that. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I, while while they were both alive, Walt Disney sent J.R.R. Tolkien a letter, yeah. saying that he wanted to buy the Lord of the Rings like franchise, whatever All you want right. to call it, off him. And Tolkien replied something like. Um, like over my dead body. Whoa. Essentially, like, like talking like hated Walt Disney.
3: Yeah. Whoa. That's I, can't cool. reason what, I can't
0: remember what. I can't remember why it was. I think it might be. I don't like look into this yourselves. I'm not saying mm. this is like 100 percent because I can't remember the exact details, and obviously I, I I really wouldn't ever want to slander anybody. Yeah. Um. But I think
3: So we, we use the term allegedly.
0: Yeah. 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 Allegedly. allegedly. So do your own research, okay? But I think it might be something to do with. I think Walt Disney might have been a little bit pro-Nazi. Yeah. Mm. I think, I th- I I think, think that, that might have been the case. I think that Talking might Talking of case. Um, Artem Zola. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Hail> Hydra. <laughs> Yet again, Hydra pops up again. Yeah, man. Turns out Hydra are real and
3: it's just a secret mm. Walt Disney cover-up. They're just around killing the lemmings. Yeah, yeah,
0: Kill yeah, lemmings. yeah. But I think, um, and I think J.R.R. Tolkien, like, I think he had some Jewish roots and obviously was just like a very... Right. Decent English gentleman, right, right, Gerald right, Tolkien, right, right. On, on all accounts a stand-up scholar, mm. and obviously just completely opposed any of that, and was literally just like, "There is no way I would ever have my, my yeah, have <laughs> mm, my literary yeah. like material, have, have my you know my intellectual property have anything mm. to do with you, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, because a little bit controversial, I guess, the idea of Walt Disney, anyway, because if you think about it, they've made like hundreds of millions, if not billions, of money and what are essentially like tales hun- like tales at hundreds of years old anyway mm. like Walt Disney didn't write any of those tales mm. he Just re- repackaged yeah it. he repackaged them in a way that was a bit more like suitable for the modern audience yeah, yeah. but although all of the Walt Disney tales or at least I don't think obviously think not, not nowadays done
2: so well yeah not you know? not yeah. not
0: not things like Mona and is it Mona yeah Moana. Like like, Moana. yeah not not things Moana, like that yeah. but
3: all of you think of like the classic Walt
0: yeah. Disney mm. they're way all,
2: back
3: in the day way back yeah
0: that like it was like Cinderella yeah, um, yeah all of those things like they're all tales from brothers Grimm, mm. you know snow white and the seven drawers they're all they're all old brothers Grimm um, yeah. tales yeah so it's like he didn't even write them mm. if you think about it so the mm. fact that they're like that whole corporation is so rich mm. well, were they some huge. of the
2: first animations was, was, i think so yeah, yeah like I steamboat willie yeah. yeah oh exactly. he did he did, he, wasn't he, wasn't he, he did make animation? steamboat willie i think they didn't yeah. he to be fair to him yeah. he yeah, did yeah, make yeah, mickey yeah. mouse yeah. and all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like the first. It's just the first example of that kind of thing happening. Yeah, like putting mm. these stories into a visual format mm. rather than a, a, you know. Yeah,
0: it isn't like the first ever cartoon? Isn't it like a black and white thing of Steamboat Willie? who is a, I think so? Who is essentially On like yeah Mickey Mouse? <laughs> yeah. I wonder yeah. why he. I don't even know why. Why did he change from Steamboat Willie to Mickey Mouse? Do you even
3: know? Don't know.
0: Because it's like the same Maybe it's the same character. The isn't I can it? Think of. I think mm. so.
1: But just,
3: they use it as like. The oh, I was going to say propaganda for the promotion of Hydra like, propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the promotion of anything they do of like, oh, this is Mickey Mouse's like 60th anniversary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They'll like yeah. throw it back to Steamboat Willie. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm.
2: 1928.
0: I'm gonna try and find that quote. Um, that, what Tolkien said back to, to um, mm. to uh, to Walt Disney a minute. Um, they
3: are huge though. Like oh, yeah. Disney, Disney have easily got to be now. Like, or not even easily, but just hugely sh- bigger than any other franchise oh, yeah. in f- film. Oh, they're massive, TV aren't they? Or anything. Tolkien... Like they own... What What would you say is, like, sort of big? You'd say Star Wars, Marvel, that kind Lord of stuff. Lord of the Rings. They, yeah. And they own both Star Wars and Marvel and uh, everything yeah. else. The, the only Disney thing they don't own is, like, Lord of the, and the Rings. They have
0: all the bi- really big ones. Yeah, I'm just trying to think yeah. of, like, any other movie franchises that could, like, rival... Like Harry in. Potter? 20th Century yes. Yeah, it's, like,
3: it's still not...
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. I w- that's not Star. That's not Star Wars no, level, though, no, is it?
3: No, no, no. I don't know. I, I feel like Marvel has now like surpassed yeah. Star Wars hugely in terms of numbers. Yeah, oh, do you reckon?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I but reckon. probably only because of how many movies
3: they've got. Mm. I don't know. If I think you look pound, pound at for pound and stuff and, like that.
2: I remember reading as well that it was actually like with Star Wars, the movies are the thing, but the merchandise. Like, if you're looking at it on money wise, like yeah. how much yeah, they bring in, yeah. the merchandise is like. Five times the amount that the um, that the actual movies have made. Mm-hmm. So like you think of them as the movies, but it's actually all the spin-offs from it. And they're racking in it, like you know? the
3: billions from movies as well. So yeah. imagine how much they're
2: making on the merchandise. Yeah, crazy. Because yeah.
3: every kid wants like a, a Spider man hand. Every kid wants a mm, lightsaber. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do
0: you guys want to hear what Tolkien said about? Yeah, yeah go, on, go on. on.
3: So um, JRR Tolkien thought
0: Walt Disney was a cheat and found his movies disgusting. They put that in words as well. So that's not that's not mm. like up for a conversation. He literally put that in words. Um, he was determined to never let Disney touch Lord of the Rings. Why? Um, goes on to say. Um, Blah, 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 blah. The name Walt Disney is one that many of us associate with fond memories of childhood, a pioneer of the American American uh, animation industry, they call him. Disney was the creator of beloved children's animations, classics and characters that are cherished by kids and adults alike. Today, Walt Disney Studios, whose subsidiaries include Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Studios and Pixar Animation Studios, is an entertainment juggernaut, and the Disney theme parks are some of the big- planet's biggest global tourist attractions every single year. However... J.R.R. Tolkien didn't think much of Walt himself or his creations. And we're not just speculating or working off rumour, because Tolkien did what he did best and wrote about his feelings in a number of letters, calling Disney hopelessly corrupted and the overall effect of his work disgusting. Some of his movies have given me nausea, he said. Why did the father of modern day fantasy feel this way about Disney's work? It all started with a couple of dwarves. Um, The Hobbit was first published on September the 21st, 1937. The story follows the exploits of the Shire-dwelling Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins, who accompanies Gandalf the Grey and a party of mirthful but battle-ready dwarves on their perilous quest to reclaim their home and vast treasures from Smaug the Dragon. Um, Three months later, in December 1937, Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves made its debut in the United States. The story was based off the much darker 1812 Brothers Grimm fairy tale. Both stories centred around a group of imaginary characters, dwarves, but that's where the similarities ended. According to the J.R.R. Tolkien companion and guide, Tolkien went to see Snow White with his literary frenemy, C.S. Lewis, who writ Narnia, for those that aren't aware. They mm. were very good friends, C.S. Lewis and, and Tolkien. Um, the author of The Chronicles of Narnia. Oh yeah, Lewis, who had seen the movie already, had some very strong opinions about it. In a letter to a friend, he called Disney a poor boob. <laughs> that's like the most <laughs> old-fashioned British... <laughs> put down, ever. That was a poor boob. That is. <laughs> There's one thing a man doesn't like as a poor boob. Mm-hmm. And wrote that dwarves ought to be ugly, of course, but not in that way. The terrifying bits were good, and the animals really most moving, and the use of shadows of dwarves and vultures was real genius. What might not have come of it is this man had been educated or even brought up in a decent society. Tolkien didn't think much of the movie, either. Again, the sticking point was the dwarves. I think it's grated on them that he was commercialising something they Considered almost sacrosanct, said Tolkien. Um,
2: sacrosanct, that's a, word, that's a good isn't word, it? isn't it? Mm. What is not it that? I mean? can't remember what that means. Off sacrilege. Top of my head. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it probably much. does mean that. Yeah, sacrosanct. So, mm, regarded as too important or valuable to be interfered with.
0: Ah, right. He goes on to say that, um, apparently, he, to a letter to a fan, Miss L. J. L. Curry. Tolkien labelled Disney simply a cheat, willing and even eager to defraud the less experienced by trickery sufficiently legal to keep him out of jail or court. As a published author, Tolkien admitted that he was not innocent of the profit motive, but said he would never have given any proposal from Disney any consideration at all. Mm -hmm. He said he recognised Walt Disney's talent, but he'd always seemed hopelessly corrupted. Though in most of the pictures pre- proceeding from his studios there are admirable or charming passages, the effect of all of them to me are disgusting. Some have even giving me nausea for their corruption. Whoa. Whoa! Harsh words from the from the big dog from mm. the big dog Tolkien. I trust
3: Tolkien. Nothing mm. about nothing about Nazis or anything though, was there was
0: that. No, no, there wasn't. No. Mm. Good thing you said allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: do have a feeling I've heard that though before.
0: Uh, yeah, do you I know thought, what I mean?
3: It rang a bell. It does but, ring a bell, doesn't it? Maybe we'll, we'll, <laughs> know, we'll have a
1: look.
0: I said, do your own research. Don't yeah. take a word for that. I, like Exactly. It's, it's something to look into. It's not something that we're telling you is true. I feel like I've heard that before, and you seem to think that you've heard that before as well. Yeah, it rings well. a bell, yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember as well, I think I remember telling the story, I think I've told it on Pandora's Box. I know that Hitler wrote Tolkien a letter Mm. saying that he'd read the German version of The Lord of the Rings. Mm. Or no, he'd read The Lord of the Rings and he wanted it translated into German so that the German population, it could be published in Germany and the the German population could enjoy the the story. But he wanted to check first that Tolkien wasn't a Jew. And and he wrote Tolkien a letter saying that and Tolkien thought it was just so rude. Mm. And obviously like Tolkien... Was, wasn't a racist himself mm, mm. so he just thought it was like such a disgusting and rude thing back that he, yeah. he said I can't remember what his reply was but he said something like I maybe or I maybe not and he, he, I don't think he was I think he did have like some like loose Jewish connection like hundreds right, of years before right, right, right. but um, yeah I thought that was like pretty baller move so mm. he just basically was like look if you want to like deprive your country of Lord of the Rings because you're a racist then that's up to you but I'm not going to like even like give you the like an answer yeah. You know I mean, I'm not even yeah, going to like, yeah, do, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's just ridiculous, yeah. you know? It's just ridiculous, mm. which I thought was pretty baller. Right, um, should we go into uh, Quickfire Facts? Oh, I love Quickfire Facts. It's time for a quick fire Facts round! Down, ladies and gents, it's time for Quickfire Facts. <laughs> quick <fire> facts. <laughs> Exciting. So, did you know that there's um, a Japanese concept called WA, just W-A? WA. Um, and this is hilarious as well because did you know that your oldest brother um, Zeuswa the gold used to have a religion called Wa, nice. the mighty Wa. So he, one of his alter egos, is the mighty Wa, and he has disciples, right? And I, d- I didn't know that I didn't know this about this actual Japanese concept of Wa, right, right, Until right. I found it the other day, which made me laugh my my ass off because yeah, we used to it was spelt the same in everything. So mm. the mighty Wa is Zeuswa, is mm. your brother. And, um, yeah, that's part of, like, his whole, this, one of his alter egos is yeah, that he yeah, is, like, yeah. the god of this thing, and he has disciples and everything, right? So he's the mighty one. But the Japanese actually do have an ancient concept called Wa, <laughs> right? Um, and it basically is, the concept is, is that all people should strive to put the betterment of overall society above that of the individual. And it is considered to this day an integral part of Japanese society. Mm. And I have to say, I, I quite like that. Mm. Wholesome. I think that, like, the right way to live. without realizing it, I think, like, somebody like my, my, um, my grandma Eileen is a good example of, of, of somebody who, who um, definitely lives out the, the concept of wah. Mm. And she, she always, like, puts everyone else around her first. But the thing I think about that is, as a result, I certainly can say that I would, and I think other people, a lot of other people in her life would as well. Definitely my granddad would always do anything for her, mm. um, like, straight away. Like she, mm. she wouldn't have to ask or anything like, and I think it's almost like a simple philosophy in almost of like, if you are that giving, people are going to want to be like ridiculously giving back to you. Definitely. And then if everyone did that, think about how good the world would be. Unfortunately, you, you, there's always a couple of people that let the side down and maybe are a little bit too, you know, a bit like selfish and a bit out mm. for themselves. So it almost like it breaks the system. But I think it can work in, in you know, I think if enough people almost would have that concentrated effort, then it'd be really good. Mm. You know, <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So that's cool. So that's uh, the concept, the Japanese concept of war. Mm. This next one's cool because it leads into a fact that we talked about before, um, and it must be when they found this out, but I didn't know it was for this reason. So researchers from Texas State University left a human corpse on a 26-acre um, woodland site to study how human bodies decompose in the wild. Um, they didn't get the answer to their experiment, because what they ended up capturing was the first ever image of herbivorous deers eating human flesh.
2: Whoa.
0: Do you remember when we talked about oh, how yeah. noth- how no her- herbivores yeah. are actually strictly herbivorous? If
2: there's the opportunity there, they will. And
0: um. they were shocked because they set up like motion, you know, cameras and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up capturing footage of deers coming up to the body in the forest and eating the body. Whoa. How mental is that? How mental is that? This is a, this is a cool one. We talked a bit about Star Wars, but earlier on, um, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are really good friends, and they always have been. Did you know mm, that? That's cool. Two of the biggest directors of all time. Steven Spielberg, obviously, famous for things like Jurassic Park, yeah, um, loads of other ET, loads of other stuff. And George Lucas, obviously, I most famous. I guess they've got
3: like directing in common, so it yes, makes so, sense yeah. that they'd be friends. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure. Did, um, I'm pretty sure um, he did Indiana Jones as well, Steven Spielberg. Or at least some of them, and um, I'm pretty sure that they worked together As on that one. I think. Close jo- encounters, th- th- yep, yeah, of yeah. the third kind, yeah. And I think um, I think that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg worked together on on a couple of Indiana Jones movies. I want to say, mm. but anyway, George Lucas, um, when he was making Star Wars, um, Steven Spielberg at the time was making Close Encounters of the Third Time, and George Lucas was convinced that Close Encounters of the Third Kind would outperform Star Wars. So um they proposed that they would trade 2.5% of the profit of the profits profits of each other's films and all future films of those franchises. So they took the trade and to this day um Spielberg receives 2.5% of all Star Wars profits. What? Which on its own must mean think even if he hadn't like made insane blockbusters like ET um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, what was the other ones I mentioned? Jurassic Park. Mm. Jesus, um, like all of these things. Indiana Jones. Like that alone would make him like such a multi-multi millionaire. Oh, multi. Think about how much money those nine movies yeah. must have raked in over the years.
3: And all the merch. I'm assuming so, that's all like yeah. in, in well, the Star maybe. Wars. Maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe. But it's like Star Wars thing. Who? God knows how rich he is. God knows yeah. how rich Steven Spielberg yeah, is. But he must be mega rich. Yeah. Next fact, next factoid. In 1861, a slave named Robert Smalls freed himself and his crew and their families by overtaking a Confederate ship called the CSS Planter and sailed it north. The ship had a code book on it which helped them pass through Confederate states of American checkpoints. He became the new captain of the ship and convinced Abraham Lincoln personally to admit African-American slaves, well... Into the army, into the American army. Mm. So that was all because of the original Biggie Smalls, mm. Robert Smalls. Oh, the original yeah. Biggie Smalls, and mm. I think Drew's got a, a yeah. picture of him up, there he is, looking like a dashing gentleman Look in his dicky bow suit. What I just think, but what a cool Handsome guy! Man. So shout out to bi- the original Biggie Smalls, Robert Smalls. Mm. Um, definitely a, a cool, a cool moment in American history. And of course, a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. You're a friend of the pod. You're a friend of the pod. <laughs> Mister Mister Robert Smalls is a friend of the pod. Um, in 1979 Robert Williams became the first ever man to get killed by a robot what? quite a cool fact a men- mental fact um, he walked. he worked a, on a Ford assembly line so you know Ford cars mm. um, so he was a Ford assembly line worker and one of the robot arms that was going to put on a, a car part um, he accidentally got on its way and it just went right through him and killed oh, him so he was destroyed yeah he was literally killed whoa um this one's almost like a funny one um in 2017 a group of undercover detroit police officers posed as drug dealers to infiltrate other drug gangs all right um they while undercover they tried to arrest another group um that they didn't realize were also undercover police posing as drug dealers this resulted in a mass brawl and shootout of more than two dozen armed police officers convinced that the other side were actual drug (laughs) (laughs)
1: dealers.
2: Takes friendly fire to a new level, doesn't it? Mate,
0: that is hilarious. And I'm going to leave you with just this last one. This is a cool one. Um, Raven the Chimpanzee appeared in the 2009 Guinness World Records book as the most successful chimpanzee on Wall Street of all time after choosing his stocks, sorry, her stocks, her stocks, um, by just randomly throwing darts at a list of 133 internet companies, Raven the chimpanzee went on to become the se- 22nd most successful money manager in the whole of the United States what? with this method, which I think is a good way, almost like to show that, like you know, it probably just doing it by chance like that with a dart, is you're probably just gonna just as successful as if you spend. Three weeks sifting through the pages. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just leave, leave it up to destiny. chance. Yeah, 133 pages, that's all amazing. with just lists on of companies, just through random darts, became the 22nd most successful businessman <laughs> oh, in the United States. Mad. So, that is the end of Pandora's Box for this Whoa. week. Well, 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 really well. enjoyed this one. Cheers, fellas, and cheers for everyone listening. We appreciate you. Everyone listening, you guys are a right. friend of the pod.